This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With 10 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Financially Tuned Radio. I'm your host, Michael Mansfield. I'm a certified financial planner with the Lynn Group located in Ventura, California. Hey, this week we've got a good topic. We're going to be talking about retirement trends that you should be watching in 2017. But certainly before we get carried away on that, we certainly cannot start our show without my good friend, Tony. So, Tony, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? Oh, Michael, I'm doing great. It's great to be here on your show once again. Thanks. And I'm excited because I've been so busy. It's been a crazy week. I've been looking forward to doing the radio show all week, talking to our listeners out there, and I always learn something from you. And uh, every oh. single show, I learn something new, which is good. Uh, good. That, that's helpful. Uh, so how about you, though? What have you been doing? How's everything at the Lynn Group? Are you guys keeping busy there? Hey, things are certainly busy here. You know, last week after talking about interest rate risks, um, interest rates associated with retirement planning, interest rates associated with purchasing things, interest rates associated with bond risk and bond performance. My gosh, we had a flood of phone calls. I, I have never had so many phone calls from one radio show. Obviously, we hit a nerve somehow talking about interest rate risk in people's portfolio. So sure. that was pretty interesting. But it, you know, to me, it was funny because oftentimes you talk about bonds, you talk about interest rates. Those are rather boring topics. And uh, boy, the they really flooded in from that. But you sure. know what? Otherwise, life is good. Things are busy. I'm a little sad that every time I pop onto the weather report, we don't have any more rain on the horizon for the moment. So certainly <laughs> hoping that that will change. We got to keep uh, we got to keep this drought at bay. Well, yeah, isn't that isn't that the the twenty four seven concern is drought in Southern oh. California? I mean, oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. pretty much what we're always worried about. So, well, I, yeah, that's a good point. Now, um, today's topic is also going to be a great one: retirement trends to watch in twenty seventeen. So, what are we talking about? Well, there's a lot of things we're going to be talking about, Tony. We really have to go back in time, though, to start the conversation. Isn't it amazing? It's now 2017. It's been pretty darn close to a decade since the Great Recession. I mean, talk about time flying. I can't believe it's been that long because it seems like it was yesterday. Yeah. But so much has happened since then in so many different ways. Remember, the Great Recession hit. A lot of things happened. Our real estate values crashed. The stock market, our retirement accounts crashed. Interest rates went down to nothing, imploding our savings abilities, uh, benefiting certainly our bonds and some things like that. So there was some value to be had. But overall, it was a pretty rough experience for a lot of people. A lot's changed since then. Yeah. The stock market has soared high, 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 new highs. You know, the the political world is completely different. Real estate's finally rebounding. We do have interest rates that are starting to creep up, which is something that we've been talking about lately and the effect that that has on us. So it's been really a big whirlwind. 
But when you go back to that Great Recession, now that it was 10 years ago, unfortunately, I am starting to see the, the desensitization to it. Remember, in the moment when the stock market was crashing, and anytime the stock market is crashing, people don't like the stock market. You know, they come in and they right. say, ooh, this is terrible, not interest, what can I do? And the people that made the bad errors were the ones that were retiring very close to 08 and were all in the stock market. That was a fundamental problem. The other people that made the bad errors were the ones that were all in the stock market when it started to crash. And when it got towards the bottom, they decided to move to cash or move to annuities or move into fixed income things instead of unfortunately weathering the storm. You have to be very vigilant in bad market cycles with how you treat your portfolio and the financial decisions you make. But we're kind of getting back there again. Now that the stock market is going up quite a bit, what does the stock market have a tendency to do? It goes in two directions, Tony. What do you think they are? It does. <laughs> well, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. It well, only goes lately it's now. just been going up. But uh, it, yes. It only it, goes up. Absolutely. Uh, no, it's, and that's what people are. I, I've heard a lot of folks worried because it's gone up so much and it keeps going up that they're just waiting for the bottom to fall out and that huge correction to come. So, it goes way up and it goes way down, doesn't it? Absolutely. And that's the, the, the stock market, everybody, is a heartbeat. It goes up and it goes down. And as long as it goes up more than it goes down over time, that's where we find success. Remember, the stock market is an incredible investment because for 120 years it's continued to go up. But it goes down sometimes. And the fundamental flaw is when the stock market's going up a lot and we get farther and farther away from bad stock market cycles where we've kind of forgotten about the emotions that we carry when our accounts go down significantly, we start to become more risky again. We're, we're, we're ready to take a little more risk. And so as of lately, a lot of our older clients that I'm communicating with, I'm starting to hear that theme again. Hey, Mike, the stock market's going up. Maybe we should put more money in the stock market, even though I'm 80 <laughs> years old. And those are scary themes because yeah. it starts to completely stray away from what's prudent and what's sound financial planning advice. You don't buy high, you buy low. You know, So right. when the Dow's at 21,000, is that the best time to go all in? No. Well, maybe. You know, If it's going to go to 50,000, like someone told me yesterday... Yeah, then maybe this is a great time to buy. But nobody has a crystal ball. Well, I guess that person did. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we shall see. Yeah. So what's another trend that you want to address, a retirement trend that we need to watch out for? Well, Tony, I think one of the big ones that everybody really needs to keep their eyebrow up on is the idea of Social Security. Social Security is an interesting beast. Politically, it's a big conversation. Socially, it's a huge conversation. This is the core piece of retirement income planning that most people use is is receiving and maximizing social security if anybody was to pull out their 2016 social security report card that they get it would read in 2034 so that's only 17 years away the social security trust fund is expected to be depleted wow well that stinks. And so the way that they talk about that is they say in 2034, if nothing changed with the rules, right. with right. the way they're funding Social Security, everybody would be looking at a 25% pay cut on their Social Security benefits. That 25% pay cut would then put enough money in the Social Security Trust Fund to make Social Security last to the end of the century. But let's think about that. You're retired. 
You're on a fixed income. Social security is your major asset class that you collect from, and you just mm-hmm. got a 25% pay cut. How are you feeling today? <laughs> not good. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. That, for most people, is very impactful mm-hmm. because for most people that do not have substantial financial resources, social security is the core element of their retirement plan. Sure. So taking a 25% pay cut could be absolutely devastating to that person and absolutely devastating to their family who would then need to step in probably and help them more. Well, yeah, and I think that you make a great point there, but Social Security, I remember Michael hearing back in the 80s that oh, it's it's not going it's only going to be solvent and and work until 1994 or something like that. It was 1993 or 94. And then in the 90s, I heard, well, it's 2003 or 2004. And it just, <laughs> right. but they keep making changes to keep it going. And so well, they've made, they make changes and they print money. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and they print money. You, you got a good point there. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a couple things. Obviously, something needs to happen with Social Security. That's why I listed it as one of our 2017 trends to be watching because this is going to be quite the political conversation. President Trump. He's promised not to touch Social Security. But to be fair, the GOP party, they've really proposed some changes, potentially slashing benefits, potentially raising the retirement age. There's a lot of different ways to approach fixing Social Security. They can increase the taxable earnings cap on how much they tax of your income. Um, That in and of itself would bring more money into the Social Security system. If for younger people they raise their full retirement age to be a little more adjusted to life expectancies, that would help the Social Security system. You know, it was amazing to me, though, Tony. There was a study I saw. It was uh, according to this was from Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies. They did it in 2016. So in this study, uh, they surveyed all of their workers. 77% of their workers were worried that Social Security wouldn't be there when they were ready to retire. Right. Um, almost half of those surveys reported the reductions or depletion of social security were among their biggest concerns. So obviously this is a hot topic and people, younger people, especially, well, younger people don't even know social security is. So there's one, two is younger people that are aware of this stuff. They're very hesitant to think that social security is going to be a part of their retirement plan. It's certainly not something that we throw in there and say, hey, in 40 years, let's absolutely bank on this number. Because I can tell you what, Tony, I'm the youngest person that I know that has a my social security account that I log into and I check my earnings record and make sure everything's good to go in there. But I also realize I've got a long way to go before I'm going to collect social security. Right. Things will change. Oh, the yeah. rules will change. So that number that I see that gives me so much confidence when I log in is likely not to be my reality. Yeah, and I think that um I think that it's really important to understand that it probably social security will probably be there for all of us, especially all of our listeners and and you and I. Uh, but it is important to note that there could be changes coming up and be aware of them and to maximize your Social Security. And that's something you help your clients do, isn't it? Well, that's a core element of what we do, Tony. So we, we really focus on the idea of, of getting the most out of the Social Security program that you funded for your whole life. So we maximize it. We look at it as the cornerstone of any retirement income plan. I'm a firm believer that Social Security is staying intact. It's going to be there. It's not going to change for people that are collecting Social Security. It's not going to change for people that are approaching Social Security. 
The rules will change. The rules will adjust for the younger people. But that's just what happens as we, you know, as we experience entitlement programs and we and we have to tweak and adjust the numbers. We're seeing this happen right now with with public systems. Um, for example, Cal Sturs, our state teacher retirement association, they now have what they call pre and post 2013 employees. If you're an employee after 2013, doesn't mean you don't get a pension. Just means the rules have changed as they've seen how the pension program has matured and changed over time. Right, right. And that makes sense. Well, you know what? We have to take a quick break here. But before we do, Michael, let our let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. And I know you usually have a special offer for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody that wants to give us a call this week, 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. Call our office. Schedule a complimentary consultation. This week, I'm giving away a copy of my book, The Wealth Puzzle. Um, it's a guide on properly planning retirement income, how to be, you know, prepared for retirement, how to look at social security, how to look at your investments, you know, what's the proper weighting of your red and green money, things that we talk about quite a bit. We approach taxes in the book and a lot of different things from legacy planning, um, to what to do with beneficiary designations. So there's a lot of good information in the mm-hmm. book. It's very objective. It's very informative. And to be fair, I wrote it in a way that makes it a good consumer read. So it's not an over-exaggeration of complicated facts that right. to make me sound smart and you have no clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so to that point, if anybody wants to give us a call, 805-500-7035. This week I'll give away a free copy of my book to anybody that reaches out, sets up a complimentary consultation. Also in our meetings, we're, we're doing our our uh, retirement income planning initially at no cost. So we do the cash flow analysis, the social security analysis, and then the rule of 100 reporting. But you can visit our website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D, or give us a call. We'll be right back after this. Creating an income plan for retirement is crucial in helping turn your retirement dreams into a reality. One way we help our clients achieve this is through social security. Social security can be an overwhelming topic, but our guide to social security can help you better understand and better implement a successful social security strategy. And you can download our guide to social security right now by going to financiallytunedradio.com or by calling the Lynn Group at 805-500-7035. And when you visit our website or call in, you will not only get our guide to social security, but our entire retirement income toolkit, which features the guide to social security and much more. Call our office at 805-500-7035 or visit FinanciallyTunedRadio.com now. And welcome back to Financially Tuned with our host, Michael Mansfield of the Lind Group. And I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. Now, Michael, the title of our show today is Retirement Trends to Watch in 2017. And you've been discussing a lot of the recent trends that are affecting retirement, including recovery from the Great Recession and the low interest rates and the problems facing Social Security. So let's dive right back in where we left off. What's another retirement trend that we should be aware of? Well, Tony, there's a lot of trends. And so I think the next one that we need to really approach that I think is very interesting 
is the idea that retirees are now continuing to work into retirement. And these numbers over the years have changed significantly, so it's pretty interesting. Look at this. In 1985, the number of people age 65 or older who were working full or part-time was under 11%. As of 2015, it's almost 20%. So that number has basically doubled wow. in, that, in that time period. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So more and more and more people are working into retirement, whether it's part-time or full-time. Yeah, and I think it's because partly because people are living longer and they just want to work uh, longer, some people. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think there's a lot that we talk about when it comes to working. We don't always work for money. Working for some peace of mind, some mental exercise, some stability, some camaraderie, working with other people and making new friends and doing things. Those are important elements about keeping our body and our life healthy. Um, certainly there's the other component, the financial component. People are working into retirement for a lot of different reasons. One is after the 2008 Great Recession, you know, if you weren't planned correctly and not organized correctly, maybe you didn't have the resources you thought you would have in retirement, which pushed you working longer. Um, The thing that you were discussing and we were discussing, Tony, about interest rates being so low, all those conservative asset classes that people had come to rely on for income sources maybe had dried up a little bit pushing the person to go find a part-time job to fill their income gap or something like that. Um, well, yeah. Earlier, I, earlier I'd mentioned that that survey from Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies. In 2016, yeah. they did it. And one of the other things that I thought was an interesting piece of their survey that they found was over two-thirds of people are planning on continuing work in retirement in the wow. survey. So that's a, that's quite a, quite a large uh, portion. Yeah, it's an increasing trend. Yeah. So it's it's becoming the new normal. Yeah, I, I think, though, I, I could imagine it's going to be a problem for those who want to work longer just because, uh, from my personal experience and what I've seen, employers typically want to hire younger people, right? Well, you want to know that someone has a shelf life to help you and promote your business. So, right. you know, like even for me, since we're a small firm, we have to be very careful about the people that we hire because it takes a lot of energy to train someone and prepare someone to, you know, get them to be helpful here. So mm-hmm. if they only decide they want to leave after six months, that was a disservice to our company. We're looking for people that really want to be around for a long time and grow with us and be a part of a team. So I certainly understand the, the concern associated with that. Well, yeah, obviously I think it's a real problem and, um, Obviously, a lot of us want to work longer. What What's another trend, though, uh, that we should be aware of, especially those of us who might be nearing retirement? Well, I think one of the important trends, though, that we have to be aware of is people's ability to save money and who is saving money and who's not. We really need to be saving money. We need to be diligent about that. Obviously, we've all seen those little charts and all the different things that say, oh, my gosh, the younger you start, the less you have to save. And look what it does over time. But we all need to be very vigilant about saving. Mm-hmm. It's so easy yeah. to get our job, make some money, and then go spend it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's real easy for me. <laughs> I know. Uh, according to a CBS article that I found, half of workers, about 55 million, aren't covered by savings or pension programs from their employers thought that that was interesting because once again they find that um 
here, here it is. Here's another quote. Deborah Whitman, she's in charge of AARP, said that if an employee has access to a savings program through their employer, they are 15 times more likely to save than if they were left to their own devices. So wow. this is what's tough, you know? When we're not, I don't want to say forced, but when we don't have the structure of an employer 401k or some type of employer salary deferral savings program, Oftentimes we have all the best intentions to, oh, I'll fund an IRA later. I'll do something in a little bit. I'll save the money. And then the the year comes and goes and we kind of forgot to do that. You know, we needed that new car. We needed those new shoes, whatever that thing was. There's life is always distracting us from our savings goals. But it's incredible that someone who has a employer plan is 15 times more likely to save money than if they didn't. Yeah, because it happens without thinking about it. Well, yeah, you know, because it it comes right off the top. You don't even notice it in some respects. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. And I I really think that, yeah, I love that. I love having an employer-sponsored plan uh, because it comes right out. I don't have to think about it, and it's uh, pre-tax, right? Well, yeah, and that's great. So you get a little bit of a tax benefit up front. Obviously, those accounts grow tax deferred. They're taxable later. So that's a part of a longer term conversation on what type of tax plan you should be saving into. But hey, that's what I'm good for. That's why I'm a certified financial planner. If you have questions about how to save money, what types of accounts to save money, how that impacts you now from your taxes, how that certainly impacts you later in your retirement plans, Give me a call, 805-500-7035. But going back to that theme, the government saw, obviously, the need, the concern for the lack of savings when people don't have employer-sponsored plans. So a lot of states have been adopting state plans where you can still do salary deferrals into private plans. Fortunately, California is one of those states. So there are ways, there are programs They've set up things recently, like there's a thing called My RA Accounts, um, approved through the Treasury. So the government is doing things. They're trying to create more savings opportunities that will be automatic. They'll be easy so that everybody will participate as if they had an employer's 401k. So we've been going through quite a few different trends. You talked about Social Security, uh, retirement planning overall, the low interest rates, the markets. Uh, What else do you have for us? Well, I think the another big theme, Tony, that we need to be watching in 2017 is what's been shaping up with the Department of Labor fiduciary rules. That's something that I touch on quite a bit. In fact, ever since we started the radio show, I have been a huge, huge advocate of know who you're working with as a consumer. If you're going to hire some type of financial planner, know their background, know their licensing, know their responsibilities to you. Because a whole lot of people out there function not as a fiduciary. Remember, a fiduciary is a legal obligation to do what is in your best interest. So if you're working with an insurance agent or some type of stockbroker with just a regular securities license, they are not fiduciaries. They work off of what's called a suitability standard, meaning they can just sell you legally viable investments if they think they will work. We have to spend time as fiduciaries vetting out your situation, building out your situation, understanding you, understanding your family dynamic, understanding what makes you tick and what you need. What is your risk tolerance? What is your aptitude and your goals? And we make plans associated with that. We put a lot of time as a fiduciary into assuring that everything that we tell you to do, all of the advice, all of the recommendations 
are targeted towards what your end goals are, not just selling you stuff. Remember, oftentimes when you work with a suitability standard person, they don't care if you put 30,000 in something or $200,000 in something. They just want you to put something in something. Right. We, we look at it very differently here. When I do retirement income planning, I will tell you, I need this much money to solve this specific goal. And that's all that really matters is in our business, in my business model, our goal is to solve your problems and our goal is to invest with purpose. Oftentimes that is very different than what you get. So be very careful with who you're doing business with. Now, fortunately, the Department of Labor for the last couple of years has been working towards pushing everybody to be a fiduciary. And I was really excited about this. I thought, what a great opportunity for the whole industry to step up to help consumers, to help retirees, to make sure that the whole business model looks better for everybody. I'm already a fiduciary. I've been one for years. So it didn't really affect my business on any level for these new law changes. Well, unfortunately, um, you know, due to our political environment, one of the things that's changing is the government is asking a lot of agencies to kind of put a hold on any new regulations and new laws so that they can be reevaluated to make sure that they're needed and things like that. So at the moment, the Department of Labor laws that we're trying to ask every financial professional to be a fiduciary have really been put on hold. I, my understanding is they've been put on hold for 180 days to be re-reviewed. The whole point of the fiduciary rule was to help financial advisors, financial planners, insurance agents, stockbrokers, all these different people, really to avoid conflicts of interest. You know, are we collecting commissions? Are we collecting fees? Are there buried costs? Are there buried commissions? There's nothing wrong with people getting paid. We're not upset with people getting paid. We just want to make sure that it's not creating a conflict of interest. We just want to make sure you as a consumer understand how people get compensated. You understand where their motivations lie. That way you can make additional, more objective, informed decisions. And hopefully the advice you're receiving is very grounded and targeted towards what you need. So this fiduciary rule thing to me is very important. I really want to see this go through. I really want to see this you know, uh, absorb and change our industry in a way that will really help support what, what consumers need. Because look, you got a problem. The problem is you have one real good shot at retirement. The decisions that you make in the early years of retirement with how you spend the investments that you pick, how much you put into things will affect you for the rest of your life. It will affect the plan that you leave for your family. Those are all things that need to be considered. Tony, I know you're going to cut me off though right now because I think I am. we're running over. <laughs> we are. We are. I think it's really helpful and we can continue this discussion in further shows, but we're out of time for today's show. Why don't you let our listeners know your number and how to get a hold of you? Absolutely. I got to keep it brief. We're out of time here, but hey, thanks for listening this week. Certainly give my office call 805-500-7035. Visit my website, thelindgroup.com, and we'll certainly be back same time, same place next week. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com.
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Michael Mansfield and the Lind Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 